0: It, we came. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. Who you? Explorers in further regions of experience, demons to some, <laughs> angels to others. I can't hear me, Jack. Hello and welcome to How I Met Your Monster, the show where we discuss the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. I'm Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. Danny, you're wearing your How I Met Your Monster t-shirt. I oh, sure wow. as shit am. From T Public.
1: Mm-hmm. Which you can order on tpublic.com. <laughs> uh, link in the show notes.
0: Wow. That's yeah. so that's so amazing. I didn't Very know you bad. could get t-shirts I'm doing, for this show. I'm doing
1: like promo for our show, but it's a visual on a podcast yeah, on <laughs> so a, we I need mean. to like talk about the visual <laughs> that yeah I bring on that's
2: okay
0: speaking of talking about visuals we're going to talk about a movie today we're going to talk about wow. Cujo Cujo starring D. Wallace and Tad yeah. <laughs>
2: Dan. what's his name
0: <laughs> Daniel something
2: Danny Pintaro
0: mm. okay
2: Danny
0: Pintaro. um he's fucking good
2: yeah they were all really good Mm hmm. In this movie. I think that's honestly what saved it for me.
1: Oh, boy. We're going to open up that a little I bit didn't later.
2: Dis- I didn't dislike it necessarily, but I watched a lot of good movies the last couple of weeks. So
0: And Cujo was not on that list.
2: Uh, Cujo was the middle of the road as far as these movies that I watched.
1: OK. So. All right. And this is your first time watching? Yes, it was. OK. Yes. Um, now,
0: Danny, you have read the book.
1: Yeah, I actually read it fairly recently. We were talking about a movie we should do that was like kind of summery. And I was like, oh, the Cooge Meister. You know, it's like it's a hot, sunny day. What's funny is in the book, and I'm sure we'll do some like back and forths and comparisons.
0: The Um, book takes place in winter and it's a cat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his name is uh, (laughs) Juco. Juco.
2: Danny Juco?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a prequel to Grease. Um,
2: I mean, when they sing Grease Lightning, they are on top of a car.
1: Exactly. That's true. And he, That's if true. you play close attention, he starts off that song, that musical number, as a cat, and then he transforms <laughs> through the powers of Grease Lightning um, into uh, John Travolta. This car could be systematic. Hydromatic.
0: Ultramatic. Woo! Could
1: be grease lightning it's funny though we were t- talking about it like being in summer and it being like a hot movie. That's the one thing that stood out to me with this movie was they don't really emphasize Mm-mm. that it takes place on well summer first of all, but also like on an unparalleled heat wave, which is like mm. a huge focal point in the book, which, yeah,
2: the only okay. way that you know is that this woman's upper lip is very sweaty in the car, yeah, yeah.
0: And the kids like dying of heat exhaustion. That too. (laughs) But they're in a car
1: with the windows closed. So I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I could have sworn. I remember that being like a big focal point of the movie, but it's not. So
2: did you guys watch the dog days? I watched the dog days making of Gujo too. I
0: didn't
1: No, I did not know that was a thing. Where did you find that?
2: It's on YouTube. Mm. Uh, It was actually like 40 degrees when they filmed this movie
0: oh
1: Oh, man
2: so they were actually too cold in the car
1: yeah because they must have you know had to have gotten sprayed with like the sweat
2: putting like glycerin on their face and stuff like that and d wallace said that it was like a huge pain in the ass because they were on a farm so there were flies everywhere and she was covered in glycerin and Cairo syrup from the blood and it was really Uh disgusting and they were really cold and they like weren't wearing any clothes
0: yeah 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 dang it's yeah. funny.
1: I've always heard stories about like making of horror movies, like especially with Scream, and mm-hmm. they always mention how they're like covered in like what do you, what do they call it? Cairo chiro syrup? Chiros- syrup. yeah. Cairo And that their clothes were just disgusting, and that they would have to you know reapply it every day. But I would always think like, oh, to be on that set covered in fake blood sounds so fun. But of course, yeah. like that's coming from like me who has never had to actually do that. Um, yeah. While working. But uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Tomorrow is, when you're tomorrow, when you're writing new pages, you just need to cover yourself in caro syrup. <laughs> yeah, and you there you have, go. Have <laughs> I, I like
1: to get. Yeah, I like to relate to the actors when I'm writing. Yeah,
2: just, <laughs> your office covered in fake blood.
1: If I can't go through one of the plights that I'm going to put my characters through, then it's not going in the movie. Right. Yeah. So right. there you
2: go. So anything if there's for some reason, if you're writing about a car chase, you need to get into a car chase. Exactly. But you'll have to steal a car first. She exactly. Car, so that makes it more exciting.
1: Exactly, actually. and I'll hopefully never have to write a Final Destination movie. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that would be that's <laughs> terrible.
0: That'd be rough. <laughs> well, let's get into Cujo in a minute. First of all, as always, I want to hear about what you've watched, Casey. You seem to be busting at the seams with new movie information. I'm very so excited. Tell us what you got.
2: Okay, so first of all, I did. I watched Get Out again. Just okay, right. There I've watched this movie probably at least five times already. Okay. There is still stuff that I'm noticing.
0: Ah. New
2: things every time. It's just so good.
0: It took me a long time, maybe like on my third viewing of that movie, when I made the connection to the deer on the side of the road and his mom being Oh yeah. On um, dying on Hit the side run. of the road where he just yeah. like left uh, like yeah. It like didn't connect until like the third time I saw that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Duh. yeah, there
2: there were still little things like they couldn't go in the basement because there was black mold. And that's where they do all of their procedures,
1: oh. like just dumb
2: little things like that that I hadn't noticed before that I noticed this time.
1: Son of a bitch.
2: Yeah. I also rewatched Paranormal Activity, the first one. OK. And it's been a while. So I was up in Erie for Brooke's birthday. And her boyfriend likes horror movies, but he's like me. It takes a lot to actually scare him. He doesn't really get creeped out. So he's talking to me. He's like, I want to watch something that actually like freaks me out. You know, what can we watch? And I was like, there's really not a whole lot that freaks me out either. The only thing that ever really freaked me out was Paranormal Activity. And he said, <laughs> I've never seen it. And I said, well, mm. then let's watch it and it's still it still does it does freak me out because i think it's just the realist i mean especially because it's a found footage type of movie Mm -hmm. and there's just little things that happen you know what i mean things that if you were in that situation that's the most realistic that it would be
0: yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm.
2: so he told me that he had nightmares so that was good oh Oh, success yes big success i watched mad god Oh, okay, but I saw it. So Pittsburgh Cultural Trust has a little theater downtown where they just show random movies. So they actually showed it in that they showed it in a theater. Or the oh, camp. cool! That's awesome. Yeah. So I went and saw that. It's fucking wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, like it's really good, but obvious. I mean, it. A lot of it was very, very hard to understand, but especially because of all the visuals in it. There's so much going on. There's way too much.
1: Wait, why okay. was it hard to understand? Like the story or.
2: There's no dialogue. Oh. Yeah. There's no like English dialogue. There's some gotcha. gibberish here and there and stuff like that. So it was just purely visuals, but there's also a lot going on at once and it was just hard to understand. There, There's one thing that was very obvious. So then you can kind of start to connect the dots as to what other things were possibly could mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. Yeah. I watched Crimes of the Future.
1: <gasps>
2: uh. wah, right. wah, wah, wah. Oh, no, really? It was fine
1: was it nasty no no
2: no there's nothing in it that's like gross
1: I was so disappointed so what is the concept it's like people are using surgery as performance art okay but was there something to do with like they don't feel it or something like that or am I yeah
2: because kind of people are evolving and Uh a lot of people don't feel pain anymore so people want to feel pain and Mm, okay people that don't feel pain and people are growing new organs because we're evolving and all this kind of stuff. And hmm. it was a fine movie. It's middle of the road. As far as a David Cronenberg movie goes, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just was not everything that I was promised.
1: Okay.
0: Hmm. So. Okay. Huh? I'm, I'm hmm. curious though, because of your like, you're like tolerance I, I know, because I'm for, desensitized. Dis- for disgusting things. Yeah. No,
2: even Matt who gets grossed out, there was only one part that he like retched at and the rest mm. of it, he was just like, I don't understand. So mm. I don't understand either
1: okay. I'm so excited to watch it but I'm also terrified. there was
2: a part so I watched that before I saw Mad God and there was a part in Mad God that I was like this is what crimes of the future was
1: supposed oh, to be oh really oh yeah yes okay
2: and then I watched Nope
0: okay I have yet to see it
1: okay. oh really
2: Yeah. did but you did see you th- it Danny? I oh did. yeah you did see it Danny yeah I loved it I thought it was great obviously can't say very much yeah it's good. Still
0: pretty new.
1: Yep. It's good. I saw it. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I I saw on Twitter some people weren't like the biggest fans of it and they were, you know, maybe, maybe don't tweet that you don't like a movie, but that, you know, teach their own. But uh, they were just saying that they weren't huge fans of it. And it was kind of frustrating because a lot of people in the comments were like, oh, you clearly just didn't get it. And the people who were saying that would like point things out like this is what it's really about. And I'm reading the comments, like, no, I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. think that's <laughs> what, I don't think it's that they, these people didn't get it.
2: Yeah, you can still not like, live. yeah.
1: But on the same side, like, I walked out of it, you know, really just digesting the movie. I was like, oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there were things that I like, you, you know, like any movie, it's just like, it, you know, you're, you process, it takes a little while to process some of it. But I will say that, like, since then, I have, um, been kind of reading up on like other people's interpretations of like little symbols you know like like you were saying about uh get out how you keep noticing something i think that's Mm -hmm. jordan peele's like uh it's like the gift that keeps on giving with his movies you know he's just really good at these like little like micro like precision like little uh details and it did help me kind of appreciate some of the things that i didn't necessarily love about nope but uh yeah yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. Two thumbs up. Okay, cool. I've Casey got one Moore. more. Oh, shit. What else you got?
2: Okay, this one is on the top of my list. Highly recommend. Okay. Highly, highly recommend. Okay. The movie Men. Oh,
0: okay. Is that Alex Garland?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: <laughs> it's fucking great. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. When I was watching it, I loved it. I loved it when it was over. And then... When I was thinking about it, like, I just love it even more the more that I think about it. It's like
1: oh, I'm so jealous. Um, I wanted to watch it so bad in theaters and I missed it.
2: The performances in it are fucking amazing. Um, it was just so fucking weird. It's OK. So cool. All
1: right. Yeah.
2: And the end was like so unexpected.
1: Oh, that's and the thing. Just, that's what I keep hearing about is that the finale, the third act is just like batshit.
2: Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, fun. it's so good. OK. Yeah, um, that's it. I'm sorry, guys. That's all I have. Okay.
1: No. Oh oh, that's all you have, Casey, like You it. are that's like making up for last week when I don't think you had any. So this is perfect. I did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny, what about you? Uh, I also saw Nope. Fun little, fun little Jordan Peele. Fun little ditty. Epic horror movie. Um, Jimmy and I are still going through our Amityville horror rewatch. Okay, um,
0: where are we at? Wow.
1: So, okay, really quickly. We had originally had a whole plan for how we were going to do these movies. We were going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, huh. remake.
2: So the order that they go in. Yeah. Fair and then the most
1: recent two. <laughs> but then we got to part four, which we were like, oh, this feels so different. Now, okay, I'm going to spoil Okay, I won't really spoil it, but I'll spoil part three in that it is it seems implausible that one would simply return to the Amityville house. So I'll just say that. <laughs> um and it felt a little different. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, this was a made for TV movie. Hundred percent feels like it. It was fun for what it you know it was, but it it's bloodless, it's scareless, it's just
0: Is that TV. the one in the house with like the five uh like older i don't know to say older yes. but like they're like adults and they're yeah. just like
1: uh well it's the what? one there are some older characters it's the one that starts off they're doing a an estate sale which i read is a running i guess story oh thing within is it the, 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 like the next three movies
0: is that the lamp one yes that one was fucking stupid yes i'm sorry it i don't want to hear
2: folks
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was Amityville, The Evil Escapes. Um,
0: I know that like we don't like to go too hard on movies on this show, but having seen a handful of those Amityville movies, that one was on the very bottom of my list.
1: Guys, there's literally a scene where like (laughs) the grandmother is just like making a pie. Mm. (laughs) One of the younger characters comes in. She turns to the character, says, hey, can you clean this mess up? I need to take a nap before dinner. And she goes, sure. And she just proceeds to clean up. And I'm like, what is happening? Why are, (laughs) what is, why? (laughs) What's happening? Why am I watching this? Um, Yeah, so that kind of turned us off a little bit. And Jimmy and I, we try really hard to be, even if a franchise is not our favorite, we're like, gotta just like stick through it.
2: Yeah, but you've still got, like, six more movies. Exactly. There's so many movies.
1: Stuff. And, there's yeah. and, you know, we pay for them. We rent them. It's like it costs money. So yeah. <laughs> we were reading into it. And I was like, okay, the next three movies that follow part four are all um, direct-to-video. And now, mind you, most movies these days are. But whatever. This is our – we have our own ras- rationalization for it. And we're standing by it. But we're like, okay, the next three are all – they. not only are they uh, direct-to-video, they all s- – uh, supposedly from what i've read follow the sort of story from part 4 so there's like the whole like estate sale idea i could be yeah. completely wrong so is it
2: that people have gotten haunted items from this area exactly sale? so it's okay. just
1: it's just their way of kind of continuing the story wherever they want i guess right
2: and not having to go back to the house because yes. in
0: this one they like she like buys a lamp and like ships it to california uh-huh ah. okay. and so it's not even in like the new york okay.
1: amityville area Opposite side of the country, I will say it has the best ending ever, and it makes no sense. So, like, by the end of the movie, they end up, like, throwing the lamp, like, out the window, and apparently they live on, like, a cliff. It's so wild. And it, like, falls down the edge of the cliff into the ocean, and at the end of the movie, oh. they're like, where's our cat? And they're <gasps> like, where is he? Where is he? And we go down, and we see the lamp at the bottom of the cliff, and we see the cat walking by the lamp. And like all of a sudden, the cat just turns and looks at the camera, and its eyes like turn red. <laughs> but like really, like stupid, like like just they, so it's how like on earth
2: is d- the cat?
1: The- <laughs> I don't know. It's so dumb.
2: <laughs> I feel like that would be if the first one was just Amityville, right? And then that were like the sequel, if it uh-huh. were done right, that could be cool. But since 100%. there's you know, so many movies,
0: yeah. yep. What did you think? Okay, we're gonna talk about Amityville for just a little bit longer, please. I'm, I'm in it. What did you think of Amityville 2, The
1: Possession? Amityville 2 is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen in my life. I really liked it. It's – oh, it's fun. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. There is like – I don't even know. Incest. Murder. Oh, oh the incest. Jimmy and I – I wish someone was recording us watching it because I was like, is that a sister? <laughs> and he's yeah. like i don't think so no that's not sister i was like no what th- is he this
2: doing? really happening what are
1: they do- wait <gasps> what's she doing oh my god what is happening <laughs> it just like <laughs> it just kept escalating and then like Sounds halfway amazing. through like ugh, spoiler alert but like everyone basically dies and it becomes a different movie i'm like what is happening it's mm-hmm. it's, it's
0: and there's some really crazy. good there's some really good effects in it too like oh the- yeah the way, like, he get like, his face, he gets, like, Love those, Love
1: like, the effects. Bulging things on his face, mm-hmm. and it was really well done. Well, that's the um, thing. This may have been, like, my third time watching the original Amityville. It's a slower burn than I remember, and I kind of chalk it up to it. It feels very much like a post-Exorcist movie, where, like, the mm-hmm. Exorcist is, like, prestige, quote-unquote prestige horror, if you want to call it that, where it's sort of like, you know... People take it seriously. It was nominated for some Oscars, uh, et cetera. And then you have like The Omen that sort of follows a very similar mold where it's like it involves the church. It's it's serious. It's kind of scary. But don't worry, it's not too. But then it is. And then Amityville is like part of that trilogy where it's. But but I would say Amityville maybe is the least successful in being like a straight up scary movie, although it does have, I guess, its reputation to sort of help it.
0: I know I've told you this before, but I think a perfect Amityville movie would be if you took the first half of the original mm-hmm. and the second half
1: of the remake
0: and oh, put them yeah. together.
1: 100%. I think that would just it would be like perfect. They did a good job with the remake. I think it's really fun. Um so far I would say my favorite of the movies is part three, which I heard from a lot of people is their least favorite Amityville horror movie. Okay. Um like Meg Ryan, uh, Lori Laughlin. Lough- mm-hmm. This is the second time I've done this right? I can pronounce someone. La- <laughs> Loughlin? Loughlin. Loughlin. Okay. Good Lord. <laughs> I was like picturing Sarah McLaughlin, so I was like, Gloughlin, Loughlin. What? Um, Close. Yeah. That one's fun because it, it kind of leans into the whole, it's just having, it feels like a fun house more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's not taking itself seriously. But that's the thing with all these movies. They all shift tones. Either halfway yeah. through or by like the third act. You're like, oh, oh, God, okay, we're you're the main character now. Okay, great. <laughs> so
0: um, do you know which do you have a list of them? Do you know which one comes next?
1: So yeah. So now we so we just watched the remake because we skipped five, six, and seven.
2: Why?
1: I know. We may go they're back
2: straight to video.
1: We may <laughs> go back because they just released them all on Shudder. So we okay. they literally yesterday I texted Jamie. I was like, they're on Shudder. Do we watch them?
2: The remake. It has Ryan Reynolds in it? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, yes.
1: Yeah. Tonight we're watching, um, Blumhouse apparently did uh, an Amityville movie, so we're going to do that one, and then it's like the Amityville murders, and then we're going to call it a day on Amityville. <laughs> okay.
2: Maybe. Maybe, maybe we're going to watch five, six, and seven.
1: Zach's, okay, I just did gonna, some. He's, he's got a salesman cap on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Skip Amityville Five. Just that's fine. Okay. The Amity that's the Amityville curse. Just okay. forget about that one. Sure. Watch Amityville Six. It's it's called. It's it's about time. Is Good what it's time. called. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Amityville. Sounds promising. It's about time. I wonder what it's about. Um, it's about time. time? <laughs> yeah. And then watch Amityville Dollhouse. Okay. Watch those two. It's about time and Dollhouse.
1: Okay.
2: Danny, are you taking notes?
1: I'm taking mental notes. This franchise has destroyed me. Like, did the math. I, I never thought I would need... I, like, I regret the times that I told my math teacher, like, I'm never going to need this. I would, and it would be for this <laughs> franchise. This has been interesting. We did. It's, it's tough because it's, you know, public domain, the name Amityville, so you, anyone can just slap it onto their movie, mm-hmm. which made it so hard to... You know, like they just came out with Amityville in space. I'm like, I don't think I'll ever watch that.
2: (laughs) Did they really? Yeah. It went from like this cool idea because it's based on a true story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To
2: like in space.
0: I want like a like a meeting of all these. I want like Leprechaun meets Critters (laughs) meets Jason meets Pinhead. Yes. Some Amityville thing in space.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, already. I mean, you could easily do something with like. I mean, yeah, easily. You have the Amityville house in space for some reason, uh-huh. which could kind of double as the house. The Airbnb the first. Oh, I thought oh, no. I
2: meant where they're all staying.
1: Oh, I see. No, I was gonna. <laughs> I say was just... thinking more of like a sitcom. You know, <laughs> Three's Company, but meets Friday the Thirteenth. Um, no, but like the house in the first Hellraiser. Where the body oh. like is mm-hmm. reborn. So that's how you bring Hellraiser in. And then maybe Leprechaun
0: The critters are already from space. And so Exact.
1: So they yeah. They get it moving. Yeah. Then you could do something with like the leprechaun making a wish and Hellraiser kind of giving you like there's something there. You could like <laughs> I don't know.
0: I oh, yeah. uh, I don't know where Jason fits in. He just, well, he
2: doesn't really fit in anywhere in any of his movies it just either. just I mean, They just kind of throw him somewhere.
0: <laughs> He's like, how are you doing? <laughs> just passing by. Um, I didn't watch any horror content, I don't think. Great. It's been, been, three a, weeks. been a busy few weeks. It's um, been four years, but I did show Samuel Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Indiana Jones. Wow. Because that's the only one we haven't watched. When was um, the last time you watched Crystal Skull? When it came out, we were in college. Yeah. And I probably saw it in the movie theater like five times. Wow.
2: Oh, so you in like the it. theater?
0: Not necessarily. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. It was just an Indiana Jones movie.
0: Exactly. It was just an Indiana Jones yeah. movie. And so um, I may have seen it once in between college and now mm-hmm. like somewhere. Um, but
2: still a total of six times.
0: Yes. And then this would have been <laughs> like the seventh time. Yeah. Um, It was, it's, it's not, let's not talk about it. Well,
1: Now I wish I didn't ask because there's part of me that was, I was thinking of it recently and I was like, I I wonder if I sat down and watched it again, if I would. If it'd be good. Yeah.
0: Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) Don't, don't (laughs) do it. Somehow the, somehow the, the vine swinging through the jungle. Uh got worse over time. Um. I don't know how that, I didn't expect
1: that to happen. <laughs> there are <laughs> things I remember enjoying about that movie.
0: There are elements that are good and fun, but. Yeah. Uh,
1: like I, I enjoyed the opening. I loved, I could even look past, I remember people saying that the gopher scene was annoying, like when it pops up. That aside, I remember even just the energy of the movie. I really liked how it opens up with this sort of that very classic, which is a great not, you know, to be like, we're in the 50s, like this, Drag race with these kids Mm -hmm. in the desert. But, you know, like I said, it's been quite a while since I've seen it. So who the hell am I to say?
0: Well, enough about Indiana Jones. Let's talk about rabid St. Bernard's.
1: They named the dog Cujo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were named after the dog. (laughs) Are you guys ready to meet our monster? Let's freaking
1: meet him. He's a good boy.
0: Danny can probably speak more to this than I can, but in the book, there is a bit at the end where Stephen King goes on to say that Cujo was a good dog and everything that happened was beyond his control. It was
1: out of his control. Yeah.
2: He was a reincarnated bad guy from some other book, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What book was that? Which,
1: uh, The Dead Zone, which I always thought was kind of implied. But then when I read it, so just to give some context, so – in the dead, the dead Zone, which we actually covered, so you can mm-hmm. listen to that episode. In one of the sort of vignettes, the moments that Christopher Walken's character is kind of thrust into with his like new gift where he has like foresight and everything. Um, one is uh, trying to solve a series of killings in the town. Ta- I, th- I think it was in Castle Rock, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or was it not? Mm-hmm. Okay. They end up finding out who the killer is, and I won't spoil who it is, although I guess I will, whatever, (laughs) I'm going to spoil who it is, so just, like, don't listen for a second. So the killer ends up being a police (laughs) officer named Frank Dodd, Mm -hmm. who, incidentally, was partners with Bannerman, who is played by Tom Skerritt in that movie, but -hmm. is played by someone completely different in this one, and has, like, a two-second-long scene and then dies, which is just so sad. Oh. It's just so, di- so disappointing. Yeah. Same character
2: same okay. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing is they kind of they don't reference any of that, which is that right. one of the most frustrating things about this movie. As my, I love this movie, just, you know, to be clear. But um, the idea is that this killer, Frank Dodd, who ended up taking his own life before he was caught. Or at least to avoid being caught, um, his ghost or his even his memory just kind of haunts this town. And in the beginning of the movie, when Tad is kind of freaked out about the quote unquote monster in the closet, he actually is afraid of the spirit of Frank Dodd, who is literally in his closet haunting him. Okay. We don't really get any of that, any of those specifics. But that's kind of the idea. And then to kind of answer your question about like his connection with Cujo, Cujo is supposed to get rabies when he gets bitten by a rabid, supposedly rabid bat. And he does display all like the physical, well, he displays all the characteristics of a rabid animal, but that is kind of like hiding the fact that he's actually has like the spirit of this dead serial killer in him. That is just like wants to kill, Mm -hmm. which is why I think even Cujo sort of behaves like a serial killer in some cases, like when the cop shows up and he like goes off and hides, like there's a lot of like, deliberate kind of mapping out of like how he kills in this movie and in the book, especially.
2: So does he still get rabies in the book?
1: He does. Yeah. Like all of that happens, but it's sort of, it walks the line of like, well, you decide, what do you think? Is it the ghost or is it the rabies? That's um, making him do all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Gotcha.
2: So being it the first time that I watched this movie and not having read the book, it would have been really stupid, in my opinion, for them to try and make it seem like it was the ghost of somebody
1: else. Well, I think if they squeezed it into like an hour and a half, I agree.
2: Yeah. When they were making this movie, they went back and forth on directors a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah. And they had gone with different companies like Warner Brother picked it up and something else picked it up and then those fell through. And then so they were finally able to ask the person that they wanted to direct it, who's the, the man who ultimately ended up directing it. He said there were changes put in place that we already made that he couldn't really do anything about. Hmm. He ultimately decided not to go with that because he thought that with the stuff that they had already put in place and the means that they had at that time, yeah. that it would have been like really corny and hokey if yeah. they would have tried to do something like that.
1: Well, what's also funny to that point is and I'm sure this is purely coincidence, but it just made me think there's a scene earlier on when they're at the kitchen, they're at the dinner table. And Tad is kind of doing, he's pretending his hand is like the fin from Jaws. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like made a stupid note where I was like, um, you know, Cujo is the Jaws of the junkyard kind of thing. Uh And then I was like, oh, I wonder if that's actually why they removed all the supernatural elements. If they were sort of kind of capitalizing on the success of Jaws, like we don't need the supernatural, like don't complicate it. Let's just Mm. stick to like, it's a real creature. This thing can kill you. Right. Because that's all mm-hmm. Jaws is. Yeah, like simplify it.
2: Yeah, instead of being stuck in the middle of the ocean, you're stuck in the, a car.
1: Yeah, it' basic same idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which I so. think is great. I love the fact that it's rabies and mm-hmm. not the spirit of somebody. Yeah. Um, and well, that's the
2: yeah, thing. Yeah, but I'm like- sure the book... With the book, obviously the book being it written works and in being longer, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more that could have been done.
1: Because it's not nothing's really, uh, you know, Stephen King can be pretty blatant with his horror, mm-hmm. but like there, it's very nuanced. It's very, you know, it's it's all suggestion. It's all like I'm giving you all of the ingredients, and you tell me if it's actually in the final product, or if it's this other thing that like looks very similar. Um, yeah. you know if it barks like a dog and it looks like a dog is it Frank Dog? it's a cat yeah is it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I I actually I agree with the both of you because I kind of was watching it wondering you know having just read it it was so fresh in my mind I'm like oh I was like I was missing that you know because I love a ghost story I love yeah. monster in the closet stuff you know it's just like very textbook old school classic horror like supernatural horror mm-hmm. but you guys make a good point that like in the this medium and the way they told the story, I think maybe this was better.
0: Well, I wonder because Casey had mentioned that it had gone through a few directors before settling on, uh, Louis Teague, I think his name is. Um, but I read that Peter medic was attached who directed the changeling, huh? Which is like the numero uno King of ghost story yeah. of all time. Um, and so I wonder if he had stayed on board if there would have been right. some of that supernatural element in,
1: Oh, he would have, which been, would have been so cool. good because mm-hmm. even in the changeling, even though it is like, like you said, like it's like the classic, like pinnacle of haunted house movies mm-hmm. that the way he does it though works. And the fact that like the way the movie ends up basically playing out, like it's a ghost story, but because of this like non supernatural mystery, yeah, I think could have been yeah. a great kind of, you know, to juxtapose like those two elements in that in like an hour 30. Hmm. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, that's so ec- that would have cool. been so exciting. What could have been Now
2: Danny doesn't agree anymore.
1: No, I don't agree. anymore. <laughs> no, it I actually it's, I actually did when I was watching. I was like, oh, who is this director? I really I love I like what he's doing here. Like, I feel like for the most part, really, aside from like all the supernatural stuff, like I was like, oh, he gets it like he clearly likes the book it feel it felt like the book it, it you know like yeah. obviously there's like some changes and stuff which is just inevitable but i was like oh it, it didn't feel like a cynical adaptation of like a stephen king novel or mm-hmm. you know trying to elevate it you know for lack of a better word yeah i thought he did a good job
0: yeah i kind of had forgotten about that whole frank dodd thing and so yeah. i think it's a good movie i think it's fun mm-hmm scary. It's more it intense. Is. And this is this is kind of this might be kind of silly. I remember the movie being intense, but ever since Samuel has been mm. in my life for the past yeah, like course. 3 years, um it was much more intense yeah, watching it really like this time, especially yeah. with like Tad's perform or Daniel's performance as Tad so good, so good. Yeah. And it just fucking breaks your heart when he's like You just want to help him. You just and like, oh, man, the performances in this movie. Oh, my God. It would be
1: sacrilegious to be like he's better than D. Wallace because D. Wallace is just.
0: Yeah, she's a goddess.
1: Mm -hmm. She's wonderful. But they are on the same level, which is so impressive from this kid who I'm assuming it's his first movie. They said introducing him. So, Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: it was also the dad's first movie, too. Really? He had been in soap operas before. Yeah,
1: there I thought he was great film. too. Well, what's yeah. funny is because a lot of Stephen King books, some of the, in okay, I don't want to criticize Stephen King and I'm not going to. I How love Stephen King.
2: dare you?
1: But I would <laughs> not be the first person to say that like they've called out some of his dialogue with some characters. Can feel, it's like, okay, that works as a book. But like if you were to adapt it, maybe tweak it a little bit, make it a little bit more naturalistic. And I thought they did a really good job. It was just something that pointed out was were some of the phrases they said in this movie and some of the just some of the dialogue just worked. I was like, Oh, okay. Casey,
0: you had brought up the dad, and now it is time for the How I Met Your Monster conspiracy theory of oh, the week. Oh my god, already <gasps>
1: hit it. You're telling me that NASA is going to kill the
2: president of the United States living
1: our crack. Not exactly the kind of thing a secret service agent can like just throw himself on top of. The whole Vietnam
2: War was fought over a bit and Howard Hughes lost to Aristotle. This is
0: our third issue this year. Conspiracy theory. What's the dad's name? Steve.
2: No, that's the the guy she's cheating with.
0: No, yeah. that's Vic. No, Hello? Vic. No, Vic is the dad. Really?
2: Oh yeah. no, Danny, you watched the wrong movie.
1: <laughs> you watched it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vic Trenton is the dad. Steve. Big is the dad. yeah. But Steve, here's the thing. What's his? But part? here's,
0: but here's the conspiracy theory. Oh my god! I think Steve is really Tad's father. <gasps> yeah, I knew you
2: were
0: gonna say that. Oh my god! Just put those two next to each other, and yeah. then put Tad next to the curly, dark-haired Vic. <laughs> it doesn't add up. That's funny. But it does add up if you put Tad next to Steve Kemp. Oh, that's so the friend funny. who who seems like they've been friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Vic and Steve play tennis and everything, and he just walks in the house, and he's always asking about Tad. Like he's always like, "How's my son? How's your son?" <laughs> right.
1: Uh, oh, that's so, interesting.
0: Um, I think there's something else going on there. Oh, that's good. a good
1: one. Yeah. I, hey, thanks. Uh, I sign off on that. It's official. Yeah. I ship that. Vic is not the father.
0: (laughs) Maury.
2: uh,
1: Maury.
0: Maury. (laughs) But um, speaking of Steve coming in the door and D Wallace's performance and all that um, Uh and the direction of this movie.
2: (laughs) I'm agreeing with you already because I know what you're going to say.
0: I want to hear I want to hear what I'm going to say, Casey. Tell me
2: when they say Steve's name her body language immediately changes Fuck. and I knew I hadn't seen this movie before. I said, that woman is fucking Steve.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, okay. You did know what I was going to say, but I love like just the direction of that scene and everything where you don't even see her face. All you Mm -hmm. have to see is that like the tension in her shoulders and you like know the whole story. Yep. Yep. Just right there. Yep. Fucking brilliant. This is so
1: good, guys. Yeah. Why isn't like this? Is actually, I'm not even. This is not a rhetorical question. Why is D. Wallace not in more movies?
2: Uh, she's in a lot of movies. But like, why isn't she She's been in a lot of movies? Movies but, like, that you haven't seen. I'm sorry,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. I just, <laughs> but, I mean, she should be like headlining everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's really literally bad. so good. She's in A-list movies, like yeah, as the lead, killing it. Mm-hmm. like putting out like subtle but also bold big she's so she has like this gentle like spirit about her but she's also very fierce and
2: yes
0: oh where did she kind of drop off in terms of big
1: movies this is a great question god i mean even she's, she's she has done a little a ton of movies she was in yeah. rob zombie's halloween remake even in that that's she right. fucking killed it. That's right. Um. So
0: Critters. Shit, it was Critters that did her just Dittering. look at her fucking <laughs> IDB.
1: <laughs> was it Critters? <laughs> well, oh, no. she was <laughs> I think it was. It's so... Critters that did her in. Well,
2: yeah. she can come back for the the film that we're talking about.
0: Cujo? You know, like a remake? With...
2: No, no. The, oh, the one yeah. where they're all in space together. Oh.
1: Back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course she should be back. <laughs> I just don't understand, like, how are there not filmmakers out there who are like, oh, we need D. Wallace for this. She'd be great. Right. Yes. Yeah. of course she would.
0: Yeah, D. Wallace, Um, shout out to you for just being yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, if
2: you're listening to the show, we love you.
1: <laughs> she tunes in every week. That's right. It's a bi-weekly episode, but she tunes in every week. <laughs> every other week, she's like, ah, I miss them. She's got to
0: catch up. She's got to
1: catch up <laughs> on past episodes. There you go.
0: Yeah, so Cujo... Starts off the movie chasing rabbits. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a sweet dog out to kill a fucking bunny. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. He Winnie poos the shit out of that cave, right? He yeah. sticks his head in. He does. He gets stuck. Whatever. Yeah. There's this whole fucking Winnie the Pooh blood and honey movie coming out. You guys yeah. know ah, about this? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah because Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain the first thing they did of course is make a slasher movie but it says in my notes Cujo could be a cool take on Winnie the Pooh
2: that doesn't and make I'm, any sense just
0: shush. i'm bringing it back <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait pad is christopher robin
2: but Winnie the Pooh is a bear
0: <laughs> yeah but it's like a it's like a a dog interpretation of Winnie the Pooh um Fuck, no.
2: Winnie, but then it wouldn't be Winnie the Pooh.
1: Wait, but well, uh, there's something there with Frank Dodd and like he's fantasy. And yeah. I'm trying to help. <laughs> I don't know if I'm
0: <laughs> I wish I would have given more detail. Well, there
2: was a rabbit, which is rabbit.
1: Okay. And Bats kind
2: of look like pigs. That could be pig. Oh, I
1: was going to say like... Oh, that makes... they do look Well, like I don't know if it was, I was like the, yeah, little... if it
2: was like I uh, was going to say owl. Yeah, they
0: will. If it was like Cujo... You know, if if Winnie the Pooh got his head stuck in a tree with honey, and then a bat bit it, and then Winnie the Pooh got rabid. Okay, sure. Um,
2: Bears can get rabies.
0: Oh man, I really wish I really wish I would know the answer to this.
2: <laughs> Why that was better than the original your original plan?
0: What was my original plan?
2: Well, I don't know. You said something about a dog instead of Winnie the Pooh, but that wouldn't make sense because oh. then it wouldn't be Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but if no. Winnie the Pooh were to be bitten by a rabid bat and get rabies and then he kills all of his friends in the hundred acre woods. Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, maybe okay. the bats that were rabid pooed and then he <laughs> got rabies from being around the poo. Well, okay. So like Winnie the Pooh.
0: <laughs> that, I mean, it kind of goes into what this, I found out this Winnie the Pooh blood and honey is all about. Apparently oh. Christopher Robin goes off to college And so he stops feeding them, right? Uh, And so they have to resort to, like, their natural instincts to, like, hunt. And so Winnie the Pooh
1: and Piglet eat (gasps) Eeyore. Well, of
2: course. He's not going anywhere, you know?
1: Eeyore, you got to fucking, like, you're a donkey. Run.
2: (laughs) He doesn't care. And
0: then they go on, like, a rampage to, like, kill and eat, I
1: guess. Okay. So hundred percent that movie's gonna end with like a post credit or mid-credit sting with like a killer tigger. And they're gonna Ooh. set up the trilogy. Yeah. Oh, before we jump in, or as we're now that we're still like kind of setting up Cujo, did you guys know the inspiration for Cujo from Stephen King?
2: I do. Um
0: cocaine. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: a little bit No,
2: of cocaine. surprisingly, he uh was driving on his motorcycle and he was having some issues so his friend sent him to this farm in the middle of nowhere to get his motorcycle fixed and he wondered was he encountered by a dog there
1: yeah so this dog it was actually saint bernard and it kind of like sprung out at him and it was snarling
2: oh so that's why he chose a saint bernard too because saint bernard's i was wondering if it was just a choice because they're known for being so nice yeah like they're good mm, dogs that's a great and they're point. nanny dogs and they're they yeah. fucking rescue people and shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I didn't know if that was why, but
1: I guess it's he could have he been was... coloring his story a little bit to make it specific because yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that makes sense that he would go out of his way to pick a St. Bernard.
2: Yeah. Well, they also when they were filming like the animal trainer didn't you didn't want to use a St. Bernard because it's like St. Bernards aren't trained this way. We don't have any St. Hmm. Bernard's that can do this kind of stuff. But they had like Dobermans and stuff. But the guy was like, no, 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 it has to be a St. Bernard. Yeah.
1: And that's funny that they would, I could see like in terms of, like you said, like in terms of like how to train the dog. But Mm -hmm. St. Bernards are so big and they ended up, you know, they use someone in like literally a St. Bernard costume in some shots. Yeah. That just seems so, as a filmmaker, it's like, oh, that's easy. They're huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What an easy way to like fake that. Um, Yeah. That's true too.
2: Yeah. Which, and they used several different St. Bernards that, and, Unfortunately, you can tell because there are a couple of them that look a lot different than the other ones <laughs> um, in the parts where they're clean, like in the beginning, before they start to get all dirty and stuff like that. You can tell.
1: Wait, he gets dirty in this movie. I thought it looked bit. really cute. Mm. A little bit. Up until
2: I actually felt end. very bad for the dogs. I know. I know that they weren't necessarily mistreated, but like, that's yeah.
1: not comfortable to have to put in. them. They don't know what's happening.
2: Yeah. It looked like they had pudding all over their face.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. It was tapioca pudding. disgusting. You know, oh, yeah. we talk about words that we don't like. Did we mention the word mucus last time?
2: <laughs> no, but I love that
1: word.
0: <sighs>
1: Casey. <laughs> Casey. Watch <Got> your tongue.
0: <laughs> yeah, like on hey. his eyes.
2: <sighs> yeah, oh, so it, yeah, gross. it looks like pudding. It was I like, know for like the slobber and stuff much. they used egg whites, but
0: mm. that's you know. disgusting. Tad had said something about the monster in his closet having yellow eyes and, like, a, a uh, mouth. And then later... and then curl in. Yeah. And then later you see Cujo and he's got that... Yeah. I'll say stuff. He's got that stuff, yeah. like, leaking out of his eyes and it, it's kind of yellowish.
2: Yeah. for doggies.
0: Mm-hmm. But when he's, like...
1: <laughs> I was going to um, say... <laughs> It looked like crud, like white crud. And then I thought of the Black Sheep, but he's like, would you fall in some mud or something? He's like, yeah, I'm going to be rich too because I'm the first person to discover white mud. I didn't say mud. I said crud. Did you fall in some crud or something? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, great.
0: Uh, Chris Farley. Rest in uh, peace. Oh,
1: rest yep. in peace.
0: <laughs> um, when he's like slowly turning... Mm -hmm. hit uh, something terrifying. Yeah. Like the movie, the main part of the movie doesn't start until like 50 minutes into the movie is when you get them going to the farm and uh, being in the car and all that other time. There's the whole story with, you know, the, the cheating and the serial account that's all fucked up. And in that time, he's just getting slowly, slowly worse. And uh, when we first really see Cujo as a monster, I would say it's when I think his name is Brett. the The farm kid yeah. is mm-hmm. goes out in the morning in all the fog, Aww. and he's in the woods. And Cujo comes up, and he's just like, "Oh shit, this dog is dangerous." And then he kind of, yeah. no, he kinda, Probably the kind of the last time he
1: recognizes mm-hmm. Brett, and then he's like, "Yes." They did that yeah. so well from the book because, guys, when I say the book is so sad, every now and then we will literally read from Cujo's perspective. So like it's yeah. not like he's narrating it, but it's like it almost is like he's narrating it. And mm-hmm. he keeps doing things. And every time he growls, he gets so mad and ashamed of himself. Oh, he's like, Why mm-hmm. he's like, stop it. He's like, you're being bad. Like you're being bad. Like don't do that. Mm-hmm. And like I thought they 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 shot that perfectly in that moment where the second he's like, I'm Brett, like what are you doing? Like and you just see Cujo like cower. Because in the book, it would be that was pure shame. He's like, that's not who I am. Like, what's Mm -hmm. why can't I control myself? And even like when he's attacking people, it's more it's the same reaction that he would get, like when the loud noises bother him. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, my God, it literally hurts to hear sounds right now. Like, I need to destroy that thing because it's killing me. Mm -hmm. So like when someone is like talking to him, he's like, oh, my God, like, stop. But he also it's. Literally, like some of the saddest things I've ever read was when it's about Cujo, like knowing like it's not like he's taken he's taken over, but he's taken over. It's like someone who is getting surgery done on them, but they're still Mm. awake, but they're Mm -hmm. still under. It's so sad and so heartbreaking, especially since it's a dog.
0: And then by the end of
1: the move at the end of the book, rather like the last page, you kind of reference this, but you specifically reference this earlier where Stephen King, like, specifically points out, like, Gujo was a good boy, and like, mm. things that happened to him were like not him. Like, he mm. like, points out, like, this is not a bad dog. This is like, things happen to this dog. He is a victim. Um, which actually makes me think when we talk about like meeting our monster, that's why I like leaning into the whole Frank Dodd thing because, like, Frank Dodd is the monster in my eyes. Yeah,
2: because without him, yeah, this wouldn't have happened. To
1: yeah, me. like, rabies, mm-hmm. like, that's just nature, like, being a fucking bastard but
2: mm-hmm. well we've spent like a half an hour talking about a dog so <laughs> we're just gonna just gonna go with that we're just going with
1: yeah <laughs> okay deal oh by the way speaking of dogs do you know who the voice is of Cujo he has a voice in this movie yeah it's Frank Welker um who is probably most famous for doing the voice of uh Fred Jones from Scooby-Doo He's voiced him okay. since the very beginning, like the very first season of Scooby-Doo. He also has voiced Scooby-Doo. So I love that the voice of Scooby-Doo does the voice of Cujo.
2: <laughs> what did he do? Growl?
1: It mu- yeah, it must have been just like growls and stuff that like they couldn't articulate from or get okay. out of the actual dogs.
0: Interesting. Man, that'd be a cool huh. Scooby-Doo episode. Uh-huh.
2: Crossover? They try to take the mask off of Cujo, but they can't.
0: <laughs> it's
1: Fred. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: there's some really interesting shots in this movie, like when uh, D. Wallace's character, Donna, really wants to like she wakes up with Steve um, and she goes in the other room to get dressed and she's like putting her underwear on. Oh, she's getting exactly dressed.
1: You're talking and
0: about. the whole scene you're looking at, the focus is on her in the mirror mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, OK, you get it right there that like she's got two sides to her because it's a mirror. Um, and just stuff like that. It's like so simple yet so yeah. like effective.
2: Yeah. They also did that shot where he's like running towards the bed. Oh uh, yeah. And they go over top of him and upside down.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when they shoot the scene, when the lights go down, the depth changes. It now they suddenly made a seems separate longer. Room. Oh, did they really?
2: They did. Yeah. They made oh, a second wondering set. Wondering how they did with, that. Yeah, bigger room.
1: That's yeah. fun. See, then, that, uh, is, that is money well spent. That's just a yeah. fun, well, subtle little And trick. the car
2: stuff, they actually bought five of those cars because they cut pieces out of them oh. and cut them into pieces oh, basically yeah. to get all Makes their shots. Sense. And there was one where they had cut the top off of it. And he, the director of photography, Jan, I can't remember his name either. Um, He made his own like rig to put the camera in the car when they do that spinning one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And and he couldn't even see like it spun to her and then it stopped and then it spun around to Tad and stopped and then it kept spinning in circles which I couldn't watch because I'm old and spinning makes me feel very queasy. <laughs> You're but like, um, I missed 10 minutes know, of this movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it was still really cool to see how they did it in the documentary.
1: Oh, that's
0: fun. Oh, it's Jan Debont.
2: Jan de Bont. Really?
0: Who
1: directed Speed?
2: Oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah.
1: Um He's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He directed Speed, Twister, Speed 2, Cruise Control, The Haunting, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. And then in 2020, Boom and Topper, Safari Hunters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so he's been around a long time. Yeah. Um. Very cool. I did not know that he shot this movie. Also. Yeah, I didn't yep. either. That's funny. What's her name wins the lottery? Yes.
2: Oh yeah. This family. Uh, Oh my god, this guy is terrible. We haven't even talked about Joe.
0: Oh,
1: you think he's not even not nearly as bad as I know in the book book, he's very abusive, right? Oh my God. It's so sad. Like to the point where in the movie I was like, I don't even know if we need to see all this subplot. Like just have it about like cut the family. Just have it about the guy. Mm -hmm. Because the way they go into it, it's God, it's it's horrible. You could even do a movie. I don't know. Maybe it really just works as the book. But there is a really great, beautiful relationship between – what is her name? All right. I know their last name is Camber. I can't remember the wife's name though. But anyways, she and her son Brett have a really interesting connection because he is sort of at this crossroads where he respects his father, but he loves his mother. Mm -hmm. and his mother is the one who is a decent person who has been putting up with all of this abuse, and the dad is just rotten. He is mean. There's not not a good bone in his body, and the mom is trying to, like, sway the son to, like, don't be like your dad for the love of God, Mm -hmm. and that's why she tries to get away. She, like, has to beg her husband, like, please let me go visit my sister because she's trying to move out, and she takes the son, and that's, like, the whole, like, fucked up part there too is like she realizes while she's gone her husband's being like mauled to death by this dog so like in a Mm -hmm. way it kind of saves Kujo kind of saves her and like gets her out of it without her having to like you know it's like oh I got away scot-free he's dead right because
2: if he's abusive and yeah he will find her
1: exactly Um, but there is it's funny to kind of touch on the really quickly to touch on the whole supernatural element Brett has this weird and you could argue that it's just sort of like It's just a bond that he has with his dog. But it almost is because Stephen King, you know, a lot of his characters he plays with, you know, psychics and, you know, characters Mm -hmm. who have the shine. He kind of has this weird like psychic connection with his dog. Like he knows something's bad, like really bad. Like he's having straight up nightmares about like violent nightmares. And I just thought that would have been interesting to see in the movie if they had kind of like stretched it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, this little book to movie comparison.
2: Comparison.
0: Well, they won about $15,000 because $5,000 in 1983 would be worth about $15,000 today. Wow. So it's a pretty good little chunk of
1: change. Not too bad. Yeah. It's so sad, though, that she has to like buy him. Not only does she have to buy him this tool that he's always wanted to like be like, well, now that I got you this. I'm going to ask you a favor. He mm-hmm. fucking like chews her out for getting it in the first place. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. lose, lose. It's just yeah horrible.
0: Okay. So speaking about things that were different from the book and the movie, what is the point of the serial campaign? Is it just like to show that like their marriage is kind of just like, they're not caring about each other's stuff. And then he needs a reason to go away. Yeah.
1: It's it's a it's a it's a tool to get him out of the house. Okay. Um, but there's also that line that the spokesman said where he's like, nope, nothing wrong here. Mm-hmm. And it almost kind of plays into my read of it was kind of playing into the sort of like self-made comfort of delusion. Yeah. Where it's like, we're just going to avoid the problem. And Mm -hmm. the problem is fixable, but we're going to just pretend it's fine. You know, this is a sugary cereal. Don't worry about it. It's healthy for you. It's all bullshit. You know, and we're just masking the bullshit, basically.
0: So that's why, like, he's in the, they're like, he's in a meeting room and they keep watching the guy do like different takes of that. Oh, nothing wrong here. And like, he's just like zoning out because he's thinking about his marriage. Yeah. Nothing wrong here.
1: But there is something. Everything's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He has to prioritize it because of work because it's like their livelihood, but -hmm. it's the fact that he prioritizes it and disappears and all of this shit happens. And like he didn't get the car fixed. So it's just, you know, yes, she cheated on him. And in the book, they go into way more of like her character. It is much sadder. Like she never wanted to live in this town. They were in the city. Mm -hmm. She didn't want that. She doesn't want to be the mom. You know, she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to like the the textbook moms. You know, she doesn't want to hang out, you know, do. PTA meetings and all that and he knows that and he's still like kind of in a way kind of forcing her this and not listening Mm. so it is very much reactive like yes she is very sorry that she cheated but it's like dude you're not listening to your wife so he is sort of in the movie which is annoying he is sort of played as like the righteous one Mm -hmm. but in the book it's not that he's actively bad he's just
2: they still definitely show her in not a they don't show her as like a villainous like cheater either. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I just wish he but t- I think, he got to take more of the blame. Even right. More. You could understand it. More. Yeah.
2: I think that part of it, too, is just like with the ending, you know, it ends with them coming together. So there's all of these little things that are basically trivial compared to the fact that like you could have lost your wife and your son.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think the financial thing is part of it. And everybody, everybody has their fears in this movie. Like even the kid is yeah. afraid of the closet mm-hmm. before all of that. You know what I mean? She's yeah. afraid of her, her, her affair that she's having. He's afraid of that too. Their financial situation.
1: But it is funny. It's like to, to build on that even more is like the problem with the serial. And I don't remember if they even, cause in the book, it's so graphic. Like there's a whole scene where like a kid is vomiting. Like it looks like they're vomiting blood. Mm -hmm. and it's so graphic and it's just because of the dye. and it's funny it's like there's this one little ingredient remove that ingredient and you can fix your problem and like with their family it's like just keep your family safe like stop with all the Mm. bullshit stop Mm -hmm. making it harder than it is just Mm -hmm. take care of your family and it's just like acknowledging like those little details
0: yeah so the first attack um that Cujo has is on gary like the That's right. the fucking slob of a friend of
1: joe's
2: yeah they're just slob one people. of the many
1: monsters if gary's yes. yeah, I mean, we've got joe we've got steve not Cujo. yeah steve is like a fucking little rapist yeah
2: yes oh yeah
1: in the book, a little rapist yeah. he straight up goes into her house jerks off on her bed to, like, dominate her, like, okay. and to, like, show her husband, like, I'm, like, the man. It's And in, so in the movie, he just damn. pulled the pillows a <laughs> <in. laughs> Yeah, Yeah.
2: <laughs> he left other white stuff.
1: It's around. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that was the little <laughs> homage. mm
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, so he is, like, cheating and he is, like, you know, getting into, like, their home life and whatever. But they play him to, like, sort of be... A somewhat decent guy early on when she's like, I yeah. want to end it. And he's like, okay, like that's yeah. your choice. Yeah. Like I understand. But then he like goes after her and you don't really see what he's doing to her at the car because mm-hmm. like, uh, Vic just drives by real fast and then they're gone. But then, yeah, when he comes back into the house later and just basically yeah. tries to rape her, uh, yeah.
2: Oh, he, and if shit. you know, dad didn't come home, he definitely would have.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. He's horrible. Like, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. fuck you steve fuck you steve yeah. the i don't know how we got on to steve oh real monsters yes um but the attack on gary the first attack is really fucking intense
2: yeah it definitely is it's intense they definitely use the puppet though
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
2: unfortunately you <laughs> <I could> can tell
0: <laughs> and so joe comes to pick up gary right Mm-hmm. And for
2: their stripper weekend for their
0: stripper weekend. And he goes in and he finds Gary dead and he runs to the phone book. And he's looking for a number to call, right?
2: Not nine one one.
0: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I made special Who do I note that. know
1: that hates dogs?
0: <laughs> well, I assumed he was trying to call the police. And like but he's in the fucking phone book. It reminded me very specifically of a time that I was working at Cracker Barrel. And I was a cashier, yep. and there was two of of us, two cashiers on at this at the night, and it was like eight o'clock in the evening, and a guest came up to pay, and he was very like he was cursing and doing all this stuff, and my boost. my manager came out, and they like started talking, and the guy started like cursing at my manager and whatever, and he wouldn't leave. My my boss was like. You need to leave, and the guy wouldn't leave. So he looks at me, the manager looks at me, and he says, Zach, call the police. So I pull out the phone book. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because I'm like you're looking for big, the number, like, yeah. the and local like,
2: police number. And I though.
0: look at the the other cashier who's with me, and I say, What's the number for the police? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, Look, yeah. and then come back in, and my boss is like, Call 911. <laughs> like, uh-huh. But it's not like an emergency,
2: right? right? You just and so I just right. wanted to Nobody's call, like,
0: yeah. I just wanted to call like the local
1: police station. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you that's know, okay. Should have called nine one one. And it funny sounds thing, bad on paper because it's like it sounds obvious, but when you put it into the yeah. context, it's like it's not that obvious.
0: <laughs> but then later on, in my as my Cracker Barrel journey continued, and I became a manager myself. I probably called 911 like five times during my oh, years at Cracker Barrel. Yeah,
2: dude, I, I guess at Cracker Barrel, it's a little bit more um, surprising. <laughs> uh, but I worked at like a really, really shitty like crack hotel in Erie and I called the police all the time. Oh, my
0: God. That's wild. Um, there was a really cool fake out when Cujo is coming up to the car for the first time. It's like a tracking shot and it goes like yeah. around the car and like right up to her legs, like just about like he's gonna be in the car. And then he jumps up from the other side of the car so and good. you're like, holy shit. It, so it is good.
2: really good, but like Cujo's stupid.
1: The door the, <laughs> the door was open, on the other side, Cujo. dude. You could
2: have gotten them. You could have just fucking killed them. <laughs> they true. don't
1: know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a freeze frame. What's it? <laughs> I'm just like imagining he jumps up at the after like that whole like delay, and he's it's just him seeing the door, and it just like zooms it like snap zooms on him with the curbier enthusiasm. He's like, like <laughs> and she just shuts the door on him. That'd be funny. I have to stop saying things that just like make me laugh in my head. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> well, no, it, it usually makes other people laugh too. Usually, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, funny guy. In most cases, not this one. In most cases, it works.
0: I love when Cujo jumps on the hood of the car
1: just to go to sleep. Oh, love Aww. that! Like you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's such like, like, it's like so a,
1: cute. he's like being dominant, but also just being a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog's got. Mm-hmm. Like, there's right? nothing intimidating about it. He's like, "All right, well, it is my house."
0: But speaking of uh, Cujo being outside the car, which he is most of this movie, there are two times when Donna is just like straight up lioness mother, (laughs) right? Specifically the end when Tad is like not responding, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, he won't wake up. He's doing whatever. She does not even hesitate at that point, they've been in the car for like a day and a half, two days, whatever. She just fucking gets right out of the car yeah. and just goes right to the house. And I think that is so fucking amazing because like you don't even see it on her character where she's like, oh, my God, he's dying. But like, where's the dog? She's just like, fuck it. Like, this yep. is it. I got to save well, my because yeah,
2: If she doesn't do something, they're going to die there.
0: Right. So she like just like there's not even a second of hesitation. She's just like yep. he's going to die out the car. I don't give a fuck about you anymore, dog. Like, here we go. It's so good. It's just, yeah, very impressive. Is that
2: after the police officer?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The first time she gets out of the car, um, she doesn't see him, and she starts to walk, mm. and then she looks under the car where he was at one point on the other side of the car. She could have seen him, but now he's gone, and he attacks her, and they get into this big fight. And then she kicks him, and he goes away, and that's when I said very vocally by myself in my living room. Cujo's got
1: nards. <laughs> <laughs> Kick him in the nards. <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
2: He does. Definitely not fixed.
0: Yes. <laughs> a um, big old junk. Then she gets like attacked in the car. Cujo gets in the car and he's biting the shit out of her. Ugh. And I don't know how long rabies takes to like set into a person.
2: Oh, yeah. she She'd be dead.
0: Or like, is it? If something has rabies and you get bit, are you guaranteed to get rabies?
2: Uh it's very well so okay I'm going to see I'm not sure about how humans works. with with animals absolutely.
1: They mentioned in the book she's like she's freaking out that she got bit and that's why I stand by the fact that he doesn't have rabies. Okay. And I think it was just in some roundabout way like a possession because she like it's like a big part of that the the ending of the book where she's like really scared like she's like fuck what am i supposed to do like now i'm bit by a rabbit dog like this is serious mm-hmm. you know so the stakes keep building up i kind of wish they yeah she mentioned something like that to kind of build on that a little bit more to me you know just for like timing if you are going with the rabies thing or i guess the fact yeah. that you pointed out is like maybe it is well, just they, obvious like-
0: they kind of do that thing where like, I don't know if it was just the intensity of the fight between her and Kuja or if she was like getting sick because right after that she like passes out. That's when the car, that's when it starts spinning Well, and she can't see anything and then she passes out. Yeah, I'm um, sure
2: aside from the fact, cause yeah, she would definitely have rabies. I'm not sure about like, yeah, how long it would take for it to affect her. But on top of like the heat exhaustion, they're fucking dehydrated shit. She just fought the dog. Uh, she would have passed out, I'm sure, even if he didn't bite her. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and I guess that was my my thing was like, does she have rabies? Like you,
1: you know. She
2: definitely would.
1: She does. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, what if the movie ended where, like, thriller, where like she looks at the camera, and she has rabies. Yeah, they stopped that
2: happy ending because um she's gonna die.
1: They didn't want everybody to see. That. Yeah, if they didn't freeze frame it, she would have killed her husband.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I don't mind when movies like this just kind of end because it's like, okay, that's the story we have to tell. It's over. Right. This one, I could have used like five, like five more seconds. No, yeah. not even yeah. a hospital. It could have oh. ended there. But just like, finish the hug that they had. And then like, totally, maybe start like walking down the stairs, just yeah. like a little bit of breather. Between the hug and the credits.
2: (laughs) Walking down the stairs and then maybe a pan off into the distance, not just a fucking freeze frame. I didn't like the freeze frame either.
0: Oh, okay. I'm okay with the freeze frame. Or
1: just do like two over the shoulder, like close ups on both of them, just looking into each other's like just like seeing each other, you know, Mm yeah. like holding the kid, like the kids between them. They're just looking at each other. They Mm -hmm. don't have to smile. It doesn't even have to be. It can still be bittersweet. And then. Yeah, and then end the movie. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, it even ends where he's like, like you said, like it's like mid hug. He's, he's still mm-hmm. like taking a step up the stairs.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in big caps, I wrote, and scene. <laughs> yeah. But her carrying Tad out of the house mm-hmm. is like, I don't want to go as far as to say it's an iconic visual. Yeah. But it's very familiar and very emotional. Yeah. And, yeah like she just comes out of the house and the camera kind of sweeps around and it's just like she's like oh man okay that's that's the shot like that's yeah. just i don't know
1: it was just um, yeah. so much yeah
0: but i do know that the book ending is different
1: just a little just a
0: little bit, a little bit. A so
2: stephen king actually said that he changed it because if he could have changed any ending to any book that he had written, it would have been Cujo. So when they, when he changed it in the movie, it was like, he was able to actually change the ending.
1: Okay. which I think it works better in the movie. Okay. I would have liked for it to have the book ending. Of course you was, But if they did the book ending to kind of, t- to jump back onto what we were just saying about like adding a little bit more in the end, like the book ends and then we do visit, we're, we're living with Donna and Vic for a while. Like, kind of like after the fact and they're dealing mm. with and we see how they're able not
2: only their marriage beforehand but now the fact that they've lost somebody.
1: yeah and we're seeing like yeah. the grief and how they grow and how there is the guilt of because in the book too it's different where like she almost like hates Tad sometimes as just like she's just so overwhelmed about like well the you can the see shit. that yeah. when she
2: screams at him totally and like yeah. when he bites yeah. her and
1: she's like or when mm-hmm. there are these moments of like lashing out kind of
2: yeah yeah
1: but they really uh, like go deep on that in the book. And in the book, it, there is like that sense of like, well, now I feel horrible because this thing, this object that's been in my way, her son, of like the life that I want is dead. Mm-hmm. I was not able to save him. So it's like it's not really a release. It's not like, oh, yay, right. I get to do what I want to do. It's now a new journey that,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: in this case, she has to cut overcome it like with her husband but it is it's so complicated you know the movie ending is sure you could argue that it's it's just the happy ending
0: but it is there's
1: closure you know there's a journey there's like we got we fought this to get that instead of like we fought this to lose more only to reflect Mm -hmm. so I guess it's just like comes down to like what you want out of that story but for what these characters went up against, I feel like the movie version is does more justice to like what it set up. But that's just I don't know. Oh well, yeah, to. but I like yeah. tragic endings. So. Yeah. To each their own.
0: Yeah. So that's Kujo. That's Kujo. Um Cujo. That's what were some of your favorite Cujo. reveals? And I would say there's a few different ones in this um different reveals to different characters of yeah. Cujo. Yeah. What do you guys think?
2: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I was stuck on, and it, like, I feel like Danny this week because it doesn't count, but <laughs> uh, I was stuck on basically the reveal that she was having an affair. That's fun. Oh. That we had talked about earlier. Just, oh, okay. I like that. But like, we talked about where they say his name and you can just tell. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought about that part in the movie for the rest of the movie.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I like that because, like, again, whether you want to look at it from the supernatural angle or the rabies angle, like, Cujo's not the monster. Like, he got dealt a shitty hand. Nothing he did was, like, his doing. It was these other human characters who Mm -hmm. set up all these terrible, like, who made these terrible decisions. They acted like children, basically. Right. They put themselves into this shit. Like, even, like, you could argue, like, the car would have been fixed if these two humans
2: right if they communicated and yeah, yeah.
1: like mm-hmm. and like even like the you know steve chamber is no joe chambers like um him being just an awful person and not taking care of the dog and like little things right. like that so right. i think that's a totally valid um okay intro We're, i'm going yeah. with it. not yeah, that you need for my sure. <laughs> okay i'm <laughs> oh, just like <laughs> thank thinking you. about it i'm like yeah that makes sense thank you <laughs> um
0: my favorite reveal is in the fog with Brett. Mm-hmm. Yes. For me, that was the real monster reveal because there's a cool reveal when they first take the car over to, or no, he takes his car over to Joe cambers to get the tire fix or something. Mm-hmm. And she gets out of the car and she talks to the wife and she turns and Cujo comes around the corner of the barn. And it's like very slow motion. Um, very cool. Like, like the sun setting. and It's, it's very neat. Um, which he's like bitten and he's getting to that point, but yeah. it's not really, he's not really a monster yet. But I think for me, the first time we see him as a monster is in the fog with, with Brett. Yeah. Um, I love that. And it's just very cool. Cause he just like steps out of the fog and like, you know, he's sur- Brett's Brett surrounded in fog. Like you can't even see like two feet in front of you. Um, so that's my favorite.
2: Yeah. The fire department showed up when they were filming that because they thought that there was a fire.
0: Really? Oh, really? because
2: there was so much that's funny
1: oh my gosh god the fuck that is such a pretty scene it is that's the thing like you mentioned like it was just like a pretty shot like the whole movie like it's a very beautiful movie
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know for like i don't know like you ever watch a movie and it's like this doesn't have to look this nice yeah just like looks really nice um yeah i i wrote down three i'm gonna go with my last one um I thought just for the sake of the Frank Dodd angle, I liked that scene with Tad in the beginning in the closet door. Mm. Yeah, I thought like the idea of like the monster in the closet was really cool. Um, I also wrote down Cujo appearing in the fog, just because it was such a beautiful scene, and it is like that like transformation, like he's now there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just for yeah, I'm gonna just say that when Cujo attacks. Donna and Tad that shot you're mentioning are like we're like pushing in on the open door and then Cujo appears it's like a great you know jump scares you know everyone says like mm-hmm. could be like cheap but there are some really good jump scares and I think this is one of the top like really great jump scares yeah uh, because of like how it subverts like what you're expecting to happen um, Agreed. agree so yeah yeah
0: <laughs> speaking of the closet scene I love when he wakes up in the morning and Tad has piled all the yeah. furniture and stuff in front of the door. <laughs>
1: like so over the top.
0: And then dad's like, someone sounds like someone was moving furniture last night. He's like, not mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Ted's like, oh, what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um. All right. Well, now it's time for a segment that I like to call the real monster.
1: Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can. And me, I'm the gingerbread man. You're a monster. I'm not the monster here. You are. You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me.
0: Danny, who do you got?
1: I have um, Steve for playing the trombone after sex. <laughs> Just so weird. Was I don't know if it's a power move or isn't it? I think it was the a trombone. Big, like, was it a trombone?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, I think that I like turned away at that part, and I just saw the mouthpiece, so oh. it could have been a trombone or a trumpet. To me, I don't know.
1: I think it was a trombone.
2: But yeah, that's just so
1: cool. weird. I don't know what what the angle. was. that was. Might, yeah. That was, they yeah.
2: Gonna, maybe they were using it for something else. I don't
0: know. <laughs> that's true. That one time at band camp.
2: <laughs> hey man, if you're not hurting people or animals, you know. Yep.
0: You do. We don't. We don't kink shame.
1: No, we do no, not. We don't. There was something I wanted to mention earlier that I thought it was interesting that, you know, again, if we're going with like the supernatural angle that Frank Dodd is. Danny, such let's be ob- clear.
0: Let's be clear here. You're the only one going with the supernatural. Yes. Angle yeah. So yeah, with
1: my angle. OK. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that Frank Dodd is such like a weak, like despicable villain for always um, choosing the or attacking the most innocent person that he can find or creature. Mm. You know, like when he was alive, he would go after um, women when they were alone, you Mm -hmm. know, and he would just take advantage of them and pretend he was a friend. And then in this case, he goes after a kid and like a really friendly dog. And it just, I feel like that says so much about him as a character. He doesn't just suck because he kills him. He sucks because he just like, he's such like a punk (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So Frank okay Would be
0: up there. Yeah, for sure. Casey, do you want to go next?
2: I have two. Okay. Um, my first one. The dad's name is Vic, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: sorry, I don't know <laughs> why. No, because
2: I I knew Steve's name, but I didn't know Vic the entire movie. Vic, so yeah,
1: Vic and Donna Vic. and Tad Trenton.
2: So Vic, um. Because he just drove to this mechanic and expected him to work on his car oh, yeah. at that moment. While he's mm-hmm. under the car. Um, yeah. Do you, how much privilege do you think that you have? <laughs> yeah. Middle aged, wealthy white man.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Uh, first yep. of
2: all, that bothered me. Second, um, the saying, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Okay. Because I think that that is a terrible thing to say to your children when they're going to bed yeah because then you're just thinking about bed bugs i would never have been thinking about bed bugs mom if you wouldn't have said don't let the fucking bed bugs bite and now i'm itchy even though there's no beds no beds in this bug no bugs in this bed
0: but did you know as a a kid in this bug what a bed bug was
2: no but now it's disgusting for for the parents (laughs) know
1: yeah that's true doesn't it have something gross. to do with, like, horse hair being used as, like, cushion?
2: Sure, but we don't do that anymore, Danny. We're not peasants I and do. pilgrims that sleep in the barn.
1: I sleep on <laughs> straight horse hair. There's not even, like, a...
2: Well, then, I hope that, that when it, you and Cody go hair. to bed at night, you guys say, don't let the bedbugs bite. And that's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> they have fine. The, they have a bedbug wrangler. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> um... No, that's a, that's a fair point. That's fair.
1: I get that. I
2: also didn't like not did not like the song that they were singing about biting a shiny honey. I also thought that was very strange. I've never Wait, heard that. Wait, I
1: before. must have missed that one. What?
2: You guys didn't hear the song that they kept singing? No. Who? Donna and Trent. to Donna and Tad. What
1: cut did you watch? You watched the shiny honey cut.
2: I see your hiney. It's nice and shiny. If you don't hide it, I think I'll bite it. My family used <laughs>
1: to sing that all the time when we were kids. No, they didn't. I see your hiney. It's they nice sang, and shiny. You better they hide it. They sang it like three times before I bite in it. Yeah, I was really? threatened to get my yeah. ass chewed out all the time. I missed all of yeah. that. In hindsight, it's weird. <laughs> I didn't think hindsight. it was so weird at the time.
2: So, yeah, that was also another weird.
0: Wait, Daddy. I don't know funny. if you're
1: serious. Oh, my family straight up saying that. Really? I stole. Yeah, that's you. why. I like, I swear on all things. Like, I swear on everything. Okay. I don't know what it was okay. for. If it was like, hurry up and get dressed, or else I'll attack you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the message is.
2: Well, it's, it's almost as fucked up as "Don't let the bed bed
0: Um I've got a few. I've got. 5 oh my cat is that that's people more have, than a few he, you have a handful. it is a few yes. i have a i have a, a bushel i have a bushel <laughs> of real monsters a bushel is
2: 9 a bushel is, is nine.
1: it really i
0: it's had a quite bushel a baker's dozen and someone took 4 um, Okay. so i've got um people who don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom oof, oof. tad i'm looking at you you little oof. skeezy little jerk
2: you little
0: jerk. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> you little you jerk. gave jerk. everybody food poisoning. Um <laughs> Cause that's just really gross. Like I fucking yeah. I fucking hate it. I we, know some people who are just like open it like I don't wash my hands after I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like,
2: Yeah,
1: fuck. Yeah. I've seen it in public bathrooms and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You what? You just touched hmm. things. Oh my god! How do you not? I can't even imagine. Like I feel like I've like. I know. Yeah. I have to wash my yeah. hands after touching like a table. I can't even.
2: <laughs> well, then you've probably got issues. But.
0: <laughs> I do have a little bit of OCD when it comes yeah. to washing hands and, yeah. and germs. Um, my second real monster is Vic the dad for uh-huh. dissing our show. Straight up says. There are no real monsters.
2: Oh, no. Fuck you, Vic. Oh, no. You, Vic. so bad for press. That's great.
0: You are now one of those real monsters, Fuck Vic. Thank you, Vic. Um, I've got school security in
1: 1983.
0: Mm. Vic straight up parks the car, walks across the lawn, just. Oh, and
2: just takes his kid. He just. No, he, was at, he wasn't at school. He was at a summer camp.
0: Still, someone is responsible for that child at summer camp. And now they don't tell
1: anyone. I mean, the that security
2: was worse at Camp Crystal Lake. Could be a lot worse. I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys.
1: Should we do like a whole mini episode about security at summer camps?
0: <laughs> but I'm saying the dad just comes in and just says, I "You know. want to go home?" And they're just like, "Yeah." And then he just walks across the lawn and puts him in his car.
2: Yeah, and they don't say he like, do
0: "Hey, hey, teach, we're going home." Yeah. They're, they're like, "Who are you?" He,
1: he just walks away, holding his finger, middle finger up at them. <laughs> As he walks away.
0: <laughs> but um, I've got Steve the Rapist. Easy yes. one. Um, my he's last a- one is Roger. Not his partner, Roger. Roger the Mailman. Yes. For being so observant at his job. Yeah,
2: yeah he's too good.
0: Because if he but wouldn't have noticed that. The fault. It, but then he would have died. Maybe. I we can't don't remember but, yeah, if he died in him. the book.
2: But also... Why was he wearing a safari hat? <laughs>
0: He's a mailman. Wasn't that a thing with mailmen? Okay, that's not a safari. <laughs> uh, they wear safari hats. Mailman totally wears safari hats, or at least they did okay, when we bad. were kids.
1: My bad. What an interesting choice.
0: You need to you need to bone up on your uh, mailman attire knowledge, Casey. Um. So that's it. That's uh, all I have for real monsters. Do you guys have anything else to add about Cujo in general?
1: Not really. I thought they did a a really good job of adapting this story. Um, Oh, speaking of which, Stephen King is actually releasing a sequel to Cujo that he just announced recently. It's called Rattlesnakes, and it's a novella. Hmm. I'm not quite sure what it's about, but I just know that it has to do with... uh, like Cujo lore in that story. So I don't know if, like, Frank Dodd's okay. spirit now travels mm-hmm. into a rattlesnake or if a rattlesnake eats a, I don't know, if it's like a interesting spiritual cousin to it. But, um,
0: yeah,
2: weird
1: fun fact.
0: Well, that's cool. Coming soon. Um, yeah, Dr. Sleep got a lot of good praise. So, uh,
1: yeah. Yes, King does not do a lot of sequels, but when he does, I feel like they work. I did hear, I, I've never read Dr. Sleep. I've heard um, some people had some mixed reviews and that they, in some cases, actually prefer the movie. Mm. But okay, again, to the book? Yeah, but teach their own. Because mm. I know the book, when <laughs> Mike Flanagan was doing it, um, he spoke with Stephen King and he asked, he was like, you know, is it okay? I could be wrong. I, I may be getting mixed stories, but it was basically like making sure it was okay that he took elements from the Stanley Kubrick and visuals from the Stanley Kubrick Mm -hmm. movie and sort of Mm -hmm. like meshed it together with Stephen King's novel because Stephen King kind of famously doesn't like this, the the adaptation from Kubrick, but he was like, yeah, go for it. And I feel like that works because you can't do a sequel to the shining, but only say you're doing it to the book because it's just part of pop culture. Like it's, yeah, that's how most people know of the Shining.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 Shining, the movie has definitely taken over a hundred percent the spotlight from the book. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I would say that is all the time we have for Cujo.
1: I would yeah. agree. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, we appreciate you all listening to us ramble about rabid dogs. Um, if you have anything else to add about Cujo. Send us a tweet at I Met Your Monster or find us on Facebook and Instagram at how I met your monster. Um, you know what? You can even send us an email. Oh, I haven't shit. I haven't had many emails from listeners in a while, and I want to get back to that. Let's yeah. go yeah. send us an email, Zach at how I met and uh tell us what you want to hear us talk about on the show. Uh yeah, um, freaking do it. Danny and Casey, where can our listeners find you on social media?
2: I'm on Instagram at Wolf Casey.
1: And I'm on Instagram and Twitter, also at Wolf Mother Casey. <laughs> <laughs> are no. we different
2: people? Yeah, we are. Have you ever seen us in the same room?
0: He's, a, he's <laughs> at Wolf Mother Casey one. Yeah,
1: underscore.
0: S- X- stole
2: my handle. Wolf
1: Mother Casey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> XX underscore Wolf Mother Casey underscore
2: XX. Yeah, those were
1: <laughs> how all yellow. of my screen
2: names were.
1: <laughs> um, No, you can find me at my name. It's at Danny Salem, uh, D A N N Y S E. S- E? No. <laughs> That's not true. Um you can find me at Danny Salim, uh D-A-N-N-Y-S-A-L-E-M-M-E. That's two M's like the candy. Melt in your butt, not in your hands. Wonderful. <laughs> keeping keep the classy here. <laughs> and
0: you can find me on social media at Zach Woodseck. Um, I know you are all looking for more How I Met Your Monster content, so we're working on something special. It's not ready yet, but we're working on it. So just little teaser, little teaser right there. It's pretty pretty good. <laughs>
2: good. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be great. I don't good. like to talk about it. I can already smell it. Done, oh, it smells great. It's a masterpiece. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to want a masterpiece your, of this masterpiece. <laughs>
0: That you're gonna say, masturbate.
1: Masturbate. You're gonna want a. You're gonna to want to bait. masturbate
2: all over this. Thing.
1: Oh, this is gonna make you masturbate so hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for listening. Now go meet some monsters.
1: <laughs> Hashtag Bye. no kink shaming.